I am George Knapp listening to that UFO podcast and having one hell of a good time. That UFO podcast is powered by Zencaster. Zencaster is one of the world's leading platforms for recording and hosting podcasts. The open beta strives to put the power of studio quality remote video production into the hands of anyone with a story to tell. Features include HD video recording, studio quality sound, chat and footnotes. All running right from your browser so you can record from anywhere without ever installing anything. Check out the links in the show description to find out more. Hi everyone and welcome back to That UFO Podcast. We have a breaking news pod and it seems since it's been a while since I had one of those to announce. Dan joins me for the first time in about 12 years it seems. Dan? (laughs) Yeah, it's been a little while. A lot's been happening but this is a a momentous day. If I could have like a blue book t-shirt on kind of saying, you know, here we are again but in better shape, uh, I would. Well, it's a momentous day, Dan, because earlier today, the New York Times, through Leslie Kane and Ralph Blumenthal, uh, the the true UFO power couple when it comes to writing and journalism, (laughs) uh, announced that as of next week, Tuesday the 17th of May, a House subcommittee is going to be holding the first open congressional hearings on unidentified aerial vehicles, the first in more than half a century. Um, And it's going to include testimony from two top defense officials i hope i'm getting all this correct because people will pull me up on the language and terminology <laughs> but so essentially folks all that stuff folk have talked about for quite a while and hoping or been expecting whatever you fall on it um is starting to happen next week uh, exciting dan yeah very exciting um listeners may recall us kind of following the bills as they went through the you know the house and congress and and, and the senate sorry and got voted on um, and biden signed them into law and that was really exciting but now what we're seeing is those laws kind of gave officials levers to start pulling, kind of saying, you know, if you if you hold back the UAP information, then we we now actually have a law that we can come after you for. Um, it's right there in the language. So we're seeing them in kind of using that within, you know, five, five months of that being passed, which is fantastic news. So depending on where you sit with this news, we're going to do our best to temper your expectations. But in the same way that I think we spoke about the the task force report, Dan, where it was like, don't be expecting aliens, don't be expecting ET, don't be expecting that sort of language. Look for the kind of baby steps and progress. Now, this upcoming uh, hearing is on the back of what Dan has said there about all those all those bills that were passed on the back of the task force report the the actions or sometimes lack thereof off the back of that report um and it's and this is another quote from the article this these sets of hearings are intended to focus on the work of a group within the Pentagon that is following up on the national security and flight safety questions raised by the report because if you take away that UFO, aliens, what could these be thing for a moment, there are, one, national security implications and also flight safety questions because these things are manoeuvring, dogfighting, engaging with highly trained personnel and really, really expensive equipment, very technologically advanced equipment for us. And they don't necessarily know what to do when they encounter them. So there's certainly questions to be asked just from that point of view. So it's important not to think that these hearings are going to be all about aliens and advanced civilizations and non-human intelligences. Dan, is that completely fair? 
Yeah, I think so. You, they're definitely not going to be rocking up with a third surprise guest that's just a grey that's going to sit in a you know Fe- Phoenix Light style where they walk yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah none yeah. of that. Um, basically, I think what's going to happen is essentially the AOI MSG, which is the UAP task force, but you know what it is now. Um, they will brief uh, the the two people who will go in to testify, uh, which is Scott Bray, who is the director of naval intelligence activity, who kind of oversees everything for the navy, and also. Um, Oh, I've, I've mixed my name. It's Ronald, Ronald S. Moultrie. That's it. The Undersecretary of Defense for Intelligence and Security. That's right. And he oversees pretty much everything in the DOD, including the NSA, the DIA, the NRO. Uh, you know, he, he's the guy that kind of the buck stops at in terms of that organization. So both of these people will be briefed by the MO, AOI MSG. They will be provided the questions, probably, uh, that they will be asked during during the, the committee meeting. Or the hearings that's important i've seen people ask that online and in the discord chat some of the listeners were talking as well wondering are they going to get that in advance so that's that's important yeah to know. uh you know otherwise essentially it's it's kind of like expecting biden to know everything that's going on in in the government you know he, he is commander-in-chief he doesn't know everything there are people that are under him that looks after each kind of granular bit these guys are like that to so the the task force the task force will brief them give them the information they need to answer the questions that are going to be asked whether they avoid those questions or twist them i don't know uh it was brought to our attention earlier today that scott bray uh actually approved a a lot of the redactions in the security classification guide on uap so he's already had a hand in keeping a lot of this information secret but who better to, to hold the feet to the fire you know yeah, and that that was John Greenwald, Black Vault, who who brought that up online. That and again, John, I think went down the line of, don't get excited by this gentleman because this is just a way to obfuscate the truth more. But I think a lot of people like yourself and myself, Dan, were like, well, no, because isn't this one of the people you do want questioned? For yeah, exactly. me, I think you can look at the the advance notice of the questions in two ways. One of them, like you say, are they going to avoid the questions? Are they going to be clever? But also, if we go back to to Senator Gillibrand, when she was asking, I can't remember who the gentleman was, about UAPs, and he really awkwardly tried to blow off and brush off the questions that she told him that he better do his homework for the next time she asks, because what he said wasn't good enough. I imagine it could be very similar on this occasion if, if either of these gentlemen show up and haven't done their homework to give appropriate answers, then that could be could be detrimental to them and you know going forward that this whole investigation whatever you want to call it that it's going to be so i think there's a, a responsibility on their shoulders that being given the time they're expected to come up with with good answers with heavyweight answers as well so i'm, I'm quite intrigued to see what they do come up with yeah absolutely uh D- douglas d johnson over christmas he, he posted an article that was kind of a summary um of a lot of the the bills that were passing and he mentioned moultrie in that article and, and there were a lot of questions that have now been answered that he was posing. But when those bills passed, Douglas basically said that the, the overriding sentiment of the moment was that they were saying, essentially, we, the Congress, have concluded that an identified aerial phenomena is serious business. We want you to start treating it as serious business. Get your act together and get a grip on this problem. Expect to be held accountable. This is them holding those people accountable they are saying stop messing with us <laughs> we are serious here they need to protect their airspace they need to you, you know the constituents are asking questions the american people want to know and it's not just the american people this is a worldwide phenomena as it says uh, is it fair to say as well dan you mentioned that 
that these people are being held accountable. I don't think that's necessarily that they're holding all the secrets and they know what's going on, so they have to tell us, but more that they're stopping people who are trying to investigate this from getting the answers and getting closer to the truth and making their jobs more difficult, so they have to stop that and start cooperating more. Is that That's where this lies, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Essentially, the bills kind of said that everyone has to work together and start doing this properly. It doesn't seem like they've been doing that, or at least that they're dragging their heels. We we already had a bit of controversy between whether AOI MSG was even fit for purpose for this investigation or for this task force. So there are a lot of things that could happen going forward. You, you know, it, it could be that they establish an office outside of and shut of the task force, or the task force is properly equipped. We we saw that they were advertising for workers, so actually they're expanding. So they might be taking it seriously and a lot of what we hear might be, oh, hey, you know, here are our plans for the task force and a lot of that will probably be classified. So we'll be in the classified portions of the briefings, but the rest we'll be able to watch on YouTube and, and you know, sit there with popcorn eating it. <laughs> um, so a part of the article early on I want to talk about, Dan, it says, and I quote, since this is an area of high public interest, any undue secrecy can serve as an obstacle to solving the mystery, or it could prevent us from finding solutions to potential vulnerabilities. This was said by Representative Andre Carson, the Democrat of Indiana and the chairman of the House Intelligence Committee Subcommittee on Counterterrorism, Counterintelligence and Counterproliferation. That rolls off the tongue, doesn't it? <laughs> um, th- this hearing is an example. Uh, sorry, this hearing is about examining the steps that the Pentagon can take to reduce the stigma surrounding reporting by military pilots and by civilian pilots. Like we said, people need to temper their expectations. This is the beginning of, of something here. Um, I've I've got the comment, and I said this online, Dan, the biggest avalanche starts with a whisper and a pebble. So we're not going to be hearing ETs, aliens and such, but it's going to get the ball rolling. And the, the focus, as it says, and in, in the writing, folks, so people can't be disappointed afterwards, is to focus on reducing the stigma on reporting. Also, I thought that the wording of undue secrecy, there is still going to be, and probably always will be, a level of secrecy with the subject, even from those who are trying to get information out. That includes your your Senator Harry Reid, your Chris Mellon, your Lou Elizondo's, anyone who does come forward from the government, because there are things they can and can't say for all sorts of different reasons, not just the public deserve to know. So I do appreciate that. I get why it frustrates some people, but we have to accept that is just a part of this subject, especially for the time being. Yeah, absolutely. Essentially what... The, the complaints at the moment are things like public interfacing with the office that's being established. This is growing pains. I, I know there's a, a suspected kind of, you know, dark cabal behind the scenes that have kind of known this secret and been studying it for a long while. But in terms of what we're seeing now in the US government, these are a bunch of new people wanting to kind of start afresh. There, there are a lot of people in here that I, I don't even think have come across the UAP issue before and knew it as, you know, they just knew it as UFOs and treated it as that kind of silly issue. But certainly now that that's changing, um, and I don't think it's going away. The fact that we're getting public hearings, I, I think a lot of us are, are celebrating, like you say, not because we're necessarily going to get some new information or videos or anything like that out of this, but there are going to be so many more eyes on this issue now and realizing, oh, hold on. This is actually really serious. I, I see it as essentially, you, you know, when a teacher scolds 
uh, a kid in class and kind of says, all your friends are going to have to go in if you don't behave. This is essentially what's happening here, I think. Uh, you, you know, a few people are being told off very publicly so they can get their act together. Summer is here, the sun is shining, shirts are off and your orbs are smooth. You heard that right, your friends at Manscaped are here to make sure your tic-tacs are as smooth as Element 115. That's why Manscaped has their Performance Package 4.0 to keep the little ufologist in your life looking crisp and refreshing all summer long. Dive headfirst into summer by joining the 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going to manscaped.com forward slash andyufo for 20% off and free shipping. Maybe you're hosting a screening of the latest UFO documentary, then the Manscaped Performance Package 4.0 has everything you need to prepare that summer bod. Inside this package, you'll find their Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, weed whacker, ear and nose hair trimmer, crop preserver ball deodorant, crop reviver toner, performance boxer briefs, and and a travel bag to hold your goodies as well. Their Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to that advanced skin-safe technology. This tech is so advanced, when they release the manual, it's almost completely redacted by intelligence officials. So, get 20% off and free shipping by going to manscaped.com forward slash andyufo. That's 20% off with free shipping by going to manscaped.com forward slash andyufo. This is the summer to turn your package into the full package with Manscaped. And it's almost like that teachers that the kids are in the classroom being naughty, but they're kind of holding the door shut, and the teacher's got their foot in the door, and the kids are kind of stopping them getting in, but they're just they're peeking in, and you can see a little bit, and it's like, what are you doing in there? You know, you're you're as well letting me in because I'm going to get in eventually. You can make this easy on yourself, and yeah. I think that's a little bit of what's happening. And you say this isn't directly going to give us new footage, new videos, all that good stuff, but it certainly could lead to that depending on how much of those those doors get opened. Um, it was 1966, Gerald R. Ford, then the House, Pu- House Republican Minority Leader from Michigan, organised a hearing in response to reports of UFOs by over 40 people, including 12 policemen. Uh, at the time, the Air Force explained them away famously as swamp gas. Mr. Ford said that was flippant. I'm going to ask you, Dan, as we are now approaching, what, 50, 60 years on from those, what do you expect to to come away from having gained from these hearings essentially a sense of how serious this is being taken uh, at the moment you know it's gone from a bunch of us just on the internet talking about this to to a bunch of people really uh, you know officials coming out swinging and, and being concerned and and it's getting to the point where you know that kind of entertainment side of ufology is it's kind of falling away because you know this is it's starting to grow up a little bit and people are realizing the weight and and the potential profound changes that this subject brings. I feel like that's exactly why we're taking these kind of baby steps and that people shouldn't be frustrated by not finding out anything new. We're talking to new people through different kind of reaches and audiences. The more it's talked about, the bigger the platform, the more serious the platform. And I, I mean, does it get more serious than a, you know, public hearing in America? Um, what what more do we want? This is an excellent foot to put forward, and and like you say, it's going to lead to probably a, a better public interface and and a whole bunch of people asking questions that weren't asking questions before. I'm going to ask you a very speculative question, Dan. Do you think they, and I mean they, as in others, are either up there, down there, or in the space in between? 
are aware of these progressions and conversations and governmental levels of awareness. How strange do you want to get? <laughs> so, give you a minute. Well, depending on the kind of groups of people you talk to, we've even got ideas where, you know, a UFO just showing itself to someone creates a space in their head to think differently. And they start a kind of, you know, a butterfly beats its wings through an action of theirs, maybe a politician, and it kind of creates this big change, societal change that brings us closer to a communication with the species that are more advanced than us. Or you've got the kind of more malicious side of things where, you know, people say that the kind of hitchhiker effect happens to some of these officials and, and may influence them in that way um, mm-hmm. through religious beliefs and things like that. I I think it's interesting to consider that that those experiences uh, are kind of through the lens of the world that people see them. Um, and that I, I would say it's fair that if something kind of advanced or not even kind of if something super advanced was here there is no reason that it wouldn't kind of know all that was going on even from a skiff perspective you know a secure facility i i would imagine that they know everything about us we know very little about them and i suppose everything in terms of what they need to know maybe not the superficial stuff that we would consider important but they're like meh that's do you think they talk about about. the kardashians well yeah that that kind of stuff where they'd be like we know nothing about that we don't know what your sport is all that kind of stuff but there are like i think when when we spoke to lou elizondo i don't want to call him lou in case we get accused of being fanboys again (laughs) but when we spoke to mr elizondo uh, a couple of weeks ago and i asked him do you think they're aware you know of us and he went oh yeah they are aware that we are aware so there's there's a kind of noticing there and i, th- yeah. I just yeah purely speculative but i mean i was just interested in that one if if they would even care about our was, politics and government and that that was the moment where i was frantically typing in for you to ask as what was it uh do they notice us more the more we notice yeah. them um and yeah it's interesting that you know uh, a species could evolve over time to become more aware of each other um, did you catch Chris Mellon pour out a tweet? He, he retweeted uh, the New York Times article and he said one of the critical questions for the upcoming House UAP hearing is, do we have evidence of intelligently controlled unknowns in orbit or in space? Chris doesn't tend to pose these questions unless he knows that, you know, something that we don't. So so that's a, a really intriguing question from him, I think. More of the psyop from Chris Mellon again. What's he like? <laughs> um, some listener comments on on the news that broke today, folks. Uh, from Gnosis, he he says tempering is the way for sure. Tempering expectations. That is my feeling, as that there could be a Berlin Wall moment in all of this. I eat not so much, then all at once. I don't think we're there yet. Let me see a high ranking U.S. Air Force and DOE representative being grilled, and I'll buy a first class ticket for the hype train. Um, Nathan at Away Soul, uh, he talked about uh, Representative Adam B. Schiff, Californian Democrats, comment, and he tweeted uh, uh, Re- Representative Schiff said, There's much to learn about unidentified aerial phenomena, but one thing is sure the American people deserve full transparency. Brackets, don't we all? Um, and he also said, Next week, the House Intel will give the public a chance to hear from experts on one of the greatest mysteries of our time. So I think it's fair to say that Schiff is leaning on the the idea that this isn't your foreign adversarial technology here, that it's a true mystery. There's a bit of almost childlike wonderment, I think, if it's not too yeah. romantic to say that within that. No, Maybe someone has a, a deep-rooted interest in the, the topic that goes back more than just some recent briefings potentially there as well. So that's always good to kind of hear. Um, 
Dave Smether said, I think it looks pretty mild, but it'll be a slow burner that catches fire. This is because all the members have had confidential briefings and presumably seen videos, and they're reportedly unhappy with progress. And finally, Eric said the snowball is rolling. I I imagine a lot more officials will be asking for the briefing after these public hearings as well, because it's one thing to take some time out of your day to actually go somewhere and do the meeting, but they're busy. They have a bunch of aides. The aides going to be able to watch that, skip through and go, yeah, you need to pay attention to this, you know? 100%. And Dan, you had put out just on Twitter, hadn't you? Um, Asking what questions people would like to hear. Do you want to go through some of those? Yeah. Uh, So Jefferson Lee uh, would like to know uh, what efforts are being done to synchronize data collection uh, between various agencies, uh, which I think is put in a point. That's kind of what they're It's quite an official about. sounding question. Too, yeah, yeah, that yeah, that, that sounds it? like one that is straight <laughs> off the list. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you believe uh, this is a uh, less than there? Do, do you believe an amnesty program that protects whistleblowers from the undue burden of prosecution for their efforts to inform the American people would aid in getting more information out of the military and intel community on UAP? I think that's a really interesting question. It's a, it's a touchy one. Um, especially because so many people's lives have been altered in a crazy way that, you know, there's no way that you can give those lives back to those people. Uh, just just look at, we're going to talk about it soon, but Kevin Day and a tear in the sky, it's very clear that he was deeply affected by the experience. Um, but Dan, and he I'll, says his career ended. I'll so, go back to what I said before, and and I've said this many times on the podcast, that I, I don't mind an amnesty where people are granted immunity from whatever they have done in the past many of those that started this are have long since passed and yeah. other people have just inherited the secrecy but and for all people would go well that they should be prosecuted etc cetera, etc cetera. that that quote before of un, the levels of undue secrecy there are still more than likely almost definitely elements of this topic and subject that we don't know why it's been kept secret and things that we've maybe not even considered that if and when it does come out you would go oh actually i do understand why that hasn't been made yeah. made public there's been so allusions that, to that as well haven't there by yeah exactly and, and and whether it's you know the cataclysms talk and it's something along those lines angels demons whatever it might be if you if you just put your not sensible hat on for a moment but the way i would view that your, your sensible hat is maybe there are some things that people kept secret for for good reason um or for reasons they thought were good. And if it means we get the truth out, then maybe some kind of amnesty there. But fully fully aware that lives have been lost in the past and careers have ended, people's health, physical and mental has been affected short and long term. So it's, it's a sensitive subject, but one that's going to be spoken about eventually, no doubt. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You When, when you consider that side of things, it's easy to see why some people get very heated, uh, you, you know. You, you speak to people who, who have experienced abductions and they get very angry that this is progressing so slowly. And, you, you know, I, I hear you, all of you, um, but we're getting there and, and this is better than nothing, you know? 100%. Any more cues? Uh, yeah, uh, Karen Alexander, similar kind of line says, what barriers remain to more urgent investigation and public disclosure? Uh, so again, that's kind of, you know, amnesty could help there. Um, bearded UFO guy Gaz uh, says, are there any places in the ocean that are known hotspots and have any investigations being done there? That would be really interesting. That would probably have to be in the classified portion because a lot of those capabilities are classified. But mm. we know that, you, you know, there's uh, infrasound and, and kind of low, low frequency microphones and things like that dotted around the oceans tracking submarines. Everything has a signature when it zips through the water, even if it's no signature at all. In effect, that's a that's a fingerprint. Um, 
and and I think they probably have tracks of, of anomalous things. In fact, we we've seen a few kicking around, um, but the context is kind of missing from the tracks, you know. So it would be great to get more information on on that. Awesome. Um, folks, that'll do for this. We are going to go straight into recording an interview that won't come out and an interview, uh, a review, sorry, that's not going to come out until the end of the week. But we're going to be talking about A Tear in the Sky, the documentary. So if you look out for that this coming Friday, it's going to drop on audio. And Dan on YouTube, it'll come out when uh, i mean we're recording it now there's a few days i'll get it done by then <laughs> yeah cool um and this week folks the jeremy corbell audio is out on wednesday part two the youtube premiere is friday evening 9 p.m uk time that's received a whole host of wonderful feedback so thank you very much um i'm interviewing gary nolan on thursday as we talk now dan it's tuesday and um, so that one will be out the following week as well as always monday for the audio friday for the youtube um, early access on all the usual platforms so thank you very much looking forward to getting straight into talking about a tear in the sky our review for that will be up for you um later on this week as well so dan for now thanks thank you it's uh it's nice to be back in the chat talking it is and let's get straight back into it thank you folks that is all for this week's show thank you very much for listening please remember to leave the podcast a review on your chosen platform you can like retweet and subscribe that would all be very much appreciated the shows are being uploaded onto youtube as we speak more and more you can sign up at patreon.com forward slash that ufo podcast to access the shows ad free as well please get in touch on twitter facebook instagram that ufo podcast of course, on Twitter, it's at UFO, UAPAM. And again, folks, as always, keep looking up. You never know what you might see. It wasn't a tic-tac and not quite a saucer, more like a hubcap designed by Chaucer, a little baroque and quite steampunk, like Alice was playing bass for the Parliament of The little fucker hovered right outside of my window, and when I shoved out the screen, he made it an issue. Consider your space, consider your lies, consider your life, consider your eyes.